Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we are going to continue the 2022 Locked On Titans free agency preview. We got to cap off the offensive side of the ball by talking about the offensive line. We're going to talk about the offensive tackles. Then we're going to dive into the interior offensive linemen. And I think the Titans will be grabbing at least one player out of both of those groups. So we're going to dive in to all the top names, the mid options, some of the bargains that could be available for the Titans. All of that on a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Excited to dive into the offensive line free agent market. There are a lot of names that make a lot of sense for the Titans and a lot of different directions that the Titans could go with those positions. Before we get into it, i got to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel as well. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. If you're watching on YouTube right now, throw a thumbs up on the video. It is greatly appreciated. You can check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, at Locked On Titans Pod on Facebook. I am the only Titans content creator putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. Also, I just want to say, no, I'm not a cartoon character that wears the same outfit outfit every single day. I know this is the same exact clothes I was wearing for Wednesday's show, but a little uh, peek behind the curtain, guys. I recorded both of these on Wednesday night due to some uh, prior obligations I have on Thursday evening. But that is irrelevant because it is time to get into our free agent preview. We're going to start with the offensive tackle position. And let's be honest here. The Titans have Taylor Lewan. I'm expecting a restructure, not expecting him to get cut. Dylan Radens, I'm expecting to take over that right tackle position. Only makes sense. Kendall Lamb at the offensive tackle position on the roster for the Titans. But I expect him to be cut for salary purposes. So really, you got Taylor Lewan and you got Dylan Radens. The Titans may look at drafting an offensive tackle, maybe, but I think the smarter route is to have Radens at right tackle, have Lewan at left tackle after they restructure his deal to bring down his cap hit for 2022, and then go get a veteran swing tackle. Heck, maybe even two. Maybe even two, just in case Radens proves to not be ready in training camp. Now, what I will tell you is, I do not expect the Titans to get any of the top-tier options on the market. Teron Armstead, Orlando Brown, Dwayne Brown, Morgan Moses, Eric Fisher, Trent Brown, Riley Reef, Cam Robinson. They're not going to pay 8 to 9 to 10 to all the way to $18 million maybe for Teron Armstead. The Titans aren't going to go big fish hunting in offensive tackle. There's no reason for that. Even if they, they were to cut Taylor Lewan, they would move Raidens over to left tackle and try to get a bargain guy at right tackle because that's how they're trying to move the money around. So 
I do not think the Titans end up with any of the top guys at the market. But what guys do make sense for the Titans in terms of price range and skill set? Well, a guy like Cornelius Lucas, who came from the Washington Commanders last year. Uh, he's a really good swing tackle. He's been a good swing tackle in the NFL for quite some time. He was the 29th ranked offensive tackle in the NFL per pro football focus and overall grade last year. 71.2 in run blocking, 73.5 in pass blocking, only allowed three sacks and 329 pass blocking snaps. Like I said, he is a swing tackle. He's 30 years old. But the guy, I'm, the role I'm trying to fill right now, as I explained earlier, is that swing tackle, that backup tackle spot that in case of emergency, Raidens isn't ready, can fill in as the starter. If not, they're your primary backup tackle. And we saw how important that spot could be uh, last year for the Titans. So I think Cornelius Lucas could make some sense, but he could be getting three to four million dollars and maybe the Titans don't want to go that high. Similarly, with a guy like Nate Solder, who played for the New York Giants most recently, he was the 60th ranked tackle in overall grade, gave up six sacks, but on 586 passing snaps, 67.3 run blocking grade, 52.7 pass blocking grade. So he's definitely more of a run heavy player, a guy who can drive a guy out of a hole and you know, that kind of reminds me of a Dennis Kelly type for the Titans. So maybe interested, but for me, Nate Solder, I don't really see that with the price range that he may be in. Uh, four to five million dollars for a 34-year-old guy. Just don't see the fit there. Now, the next guy I want to mention is a film familiar name, David Questenberry. Questenberry was ranked the 18th best tackle in the NFL in overall grade. 86.5 run blocking grade. No doubt that he was a great run blocker. All year long, the pass blocking is really where we saw the problems from Quest. 61.6 pass blocking grade, allowed 11 sacks on 662 uh, pass blocking snaps. I believe that is the most in the NFL. He's 31 years old, so he's not really going to get any better. If they can get him around 2 to $3 million to come back and be a backup tackle, I think that would make a lot of sense. And similarly... A guy who I mentioned just a second ago, Dennis Kelly. His brother is now the passing game coordinator for the Titans. He did give up zero sacks in his year as the right tackle for the Titans. He was cut for salary purposes, which I still agree with, but 71.2 run blocking grade last year, 73.6 pass blocking grade, only gave up two sacks and 221 pass blocking snaps for the Packers last year. He's 32 years old, so yes, he is at the end of his career, but his salary expectation is probably going to be a vet minimum. 1.5 million at max. I think I would rather go that route. Bring him in, let him compete with Dylan Radens for right tackle, be your swing tackle in case somebody goes down, reunite with his brother, reunite with his brothers in the Titans locker room. That makes a ton of sense. And kind of a flyer option for me, Tom Compton, who spent time with the San Francisco 49ers, so understand the type of offensive system that he's going to be in. 16th ranked offensive tackle and overall grade per pro football focus, 89.5 in run blocking, 64.6 in pass blocking. So he's definitely got some David Questenberry to his game. He's 32 years old. His salary is going to be closer to Kelly's $1.5 million, maybe a vet minimum. I think he could be a great backup tackle and a guy to push Dylan Radins at right tackle in training camp. So those are the options that I think actually makes sense for the Titans. A David Questenberry, a Dennis Kelly reunion, maybe Nate Solder, Cornelius Lucas, and Tom Compton. Those are names that stick out to me at tackle. Now we're going to move into the interior offensive line group. Going to talk about all the names that fit. And I think there's a chance the Titans could spend more money at guard than they do at tackle. So we'll have a, a more serious conversation about some of the top options on the market as well before we finish the show with some of the more 
cost-effective options that will be there for the Titans. Before we get into that, do want to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball season is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, uh, where to find the next fired coach is going to land. All of that is going to be available at betonline.net, the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, even Olympic coverage and information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. fans let's continue this friday edition of the locked on titans podcast going over the free agent market for the offensive line we just talked about offensive tackles i gave you the top names at the market but i don't really think the titans will be looking that route they'll be going for a swing tackle a backup tackle and we talked about some options there including a potential reunion with david questenberry or uh, Dennis Kelly. So now I want to talk about the interior offensive line and we're going to talk about some of the top names on the market to start. And I think some of these names could be an option for the Titans, depending on what route they go with Ben Jones. So number one, my big thing here is the Titans have to resign Ben Jones. They simply must. For three seasons in a row, he's been top five and wins above replacement at the center position. He was the eighth-ranked center in the NFL last year per pro football focus in overall grade. He just has to be back for the Titans. He's John Robinson's first free agent signing. He has made a major impact on the Titans' culture. He is the pivot man on that offensive line. I do not want to see him playing elsewhere. He made $7 million last year, and I have a feeling that the Titans could structure his contract. Similarly, I bring this back as an example all the time, is Jayon Brown, where it's a one-year deal, but to keep the cap hit down, they put void years, which are fake years, on the end of the contract, which allows them to spread out the signing bonus money and keep that cap hit down. So give them a $3.5 million signing bonus. Give them a $3.5 million salary. Put two void years on the contract, which makes it a three-year contract. The signing bonus is spread out over those three years. So he gets the $3.5 million in salary, he gets $1.5 million in signing bonus on his cap hit because that's one-third of his total bonus money, which means he's only worth $5 million in 2022 rather than the total $7 million, which is actually the amount of money that he'll be receiving. I think that makes the most sense. Please re-sign Ben Jones, okay? Please. But if the Titans don't, Okay, they do have Roger Saffold, Aaron Brewer, and Nate Davis signed to the roster as actual guys that I care about that I think will actually have a chance of making the 53. Let's say they let Ben Jones go, and my expectation is they cut Saffold for salary cap reasons. If you let Saffold and Ben Jones go, then you need to find a replacement in this group of guys that we're about to go over in the top tier of offensive linemen. So let's go over the names. A center like Ryan Jensen, okay, too expensive. $13 million most likely for Jensen. He's 30 years old. A really good fit, of course. He would be great. He's one of the best centers in the league. But at $13 million, you don't cut Saffold and let Ben Jones walk and then spend $13 million on a center. You don't do that. Same thing with Brandon Scherf. Uh, Scherf. Uh, at guard, he's one of the best guards in the NFL. Only 30 years old, which is... Still relatively young for an offensive lineman, of course. But he's expected to get about $17 million a year. The Titans are not going to get either Jensen 
or or Brandon Scherf. It's just not going to happen. Another guy that I think will end up being too expensive for the Titans is former 49ers guard, Lankin Tomlinson. Only 30 years old, which is a sweet spot for offensive linemen, um, but he's expected to get about nine to ten million dollars again. It doesn't make sense to cut Saffold for ten million to save ten million dollars. Let Ben Jones walk when he's probably only going to get paid about seven million dollars, and then go out and sign somebody for nine to ten million. I just don't see the logic in all of that. So a guy that does make sense for the Titans is a guy like Connor Williams. Uh, played for the Dallas Cowboys. Is better in a zone system. Run blocking grade of 76.9, pass blocking grade of 74, a much improved pass blocker than Roger Saffold was last year, the 11th ranked guard in the NFL out of 82 in overall grade. His salary expectations are expected to be around $7 million. He's only 24 years old, so there's a lot of upside. That would make a ton of sense to slide Aaron Brewer to center, slide Connor Williams to left guard with Nate Davis, Dylan Radins, and Taylor Lewan. That would make a lot of sense to me. Similarly, like we talked about with Lankin Tomlinson, though, a guy like James Daniels doesn't make a lot of sense for the Titans. He is only 24 years old. He's an ascending player, but expected to command about $10 million on the market. Too high. Similarly, Austin Corbett from LA. Very similar zone scheme as the Titans. Only 26 years old, but again, nine to ten million dollars. Just don't like that price range for the Titans. Somebody who is in their price range is a guy like Andrew Norwell, who's only 30 years old. He's expected to be around seven million dollars, like Connor Williams. He is more of a pass blocker than a run blocker, though. 62.7 run blocking grade, 73.5 pass blocking grade, 42nd overall ranked guard out of 82 per pro football focus. Yes. The Titans need to improve in pass blocking, but they can't downgrade too much in run blocking as that is key. And Norwell hasn't really played in a system similar to what the Titans do either. So I don't see that as a fit, even if the money is there. Uh, A guard like Alex Kappa, $9 million is the expected salary rate at 27, still young, but too much for me. A guy who does make a lot of sense for the Titans if Ben Jones is let walk. Brian Allen was center for the Los Angeles Rams, so that zone-heavy scheme, really good run blocker, 79 run blocking grade, 62 pass blocking grade, so not as great there, but that's something that the Titans should be used to. Uh, at center, Ben Jones isn't the best pass blocking center either. He's you know good in a play-action-heavy scheme, which is exactly what Brian Allen is used to. So he could be around $5 million. I think that would make a ton of sense because $5 million to $7 million is the sweet spot. And he's only 26 years old. So still some upside there. Brian Allen could make a lot of sense for the Titans if they let Ben Jones go along with Roger Saffold. Finally, you have a guy like Bradley Bozeman who is much more adapt to a gap scheme coming from Baltimore than he would be a zone scheme. He's expected to be in the price range I like. $7 million, 27 uh, years old. But again, no familiarity with the scheme that the Titans like to run. I don't see that as a fit. So for me, if Ben Jones is let go and Saffold is let go, a guy like Connor Williams, a guy like Brian Allen make a ton of sense for the Titans. We're going to talk about some cheaper options for the Titans if they just want to get a depth guy in, get a free agent in there to be a backup. If they bring back Ben Jones, 
They have Aaron Brewer at left guard. They have Nate Davis at right guard. And they want to get a guy in to compete at left tackle or be that primary backup. I have some good names for that as well. Before we get into that, though, I do got to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You want the best of both worlds in your protein bar? You're going to get it with Built Bars because the flavor is absolutely delicious. They have a ton of delicious options like the peanut butter brownie, the white chocolate cheesecake, the salted caramel. All the bars are uh, covered in 100% real chocolate as well. So they're not chalky and waxy and hard to choke down like some other protein bars that you may have tried. And remember, They're the best of both worlds. You get that healthy factor as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So great as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Make sure you go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, wrapping up the offensive side of the ball for our 2022 Locked On Titans free agency preview. Before we talk about some of the depth interior offensive linemen that could make sense for the Titans, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. As for your second listen, a lot of good options for you guys. Check out the Locked On NFL show, which is uh, your national NFL news. You get your Titans news here with me. Make sure that you get your national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. All the different hosts from the different teams come together to give you all that national NFL news in under 30 minutes, Monday through Friday. I actually host the Thursday show, so I would appreciate that support as well. Also, check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. It's hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're giving you um, the best of both worlds, just like Built Bar is, by giving you all of the analysis you need on college prospects, but also giving you the perspective of an NFL front office. So it's a great way to get ready for the NFL draft. Both those shows are free and available on all podcast platforms. But diving into the last few options here for some depth pieces on the interior offensive line. Number one, a guy that makes a lot of sense for me is a Matt Paradise from uh, Paradise. Uh Played for the Carolina Panthers most recently. He's been in a lot of zone-heavy schemes. He is a zone-running center. So as a depth piece in his 30s, could make a ton of sense for the Titans, even if they bring back Ben Jones, because you're going to have a really young player in Aaron Brewer or Dylan Radins starting at left guard. You want a veteran who you can rely on to push those guys and be a backup in case of injury. Another guy who gives you that versatility up front is a guy like Ted Karras, who's played for the New England Patriots, played for the Miami Dolphins. More of a center, so is Imperatus as well, but more of a center type. But a guy who's in his 30s, who's probably going to be a cheap option, one to two, maybe three at the max million dollars, can come in, give you good depth. If you're unable to find somebody in the draft or if you don't really feel comfortable with where you might be able to get options in the draft, he could make sense. Hell, even if you go out and get somebody in the draft at interior offensive line, I would like to have one of these guys, a veteran, just to fall back on just in case. A guy who I'm not as interested in but does make some sense is an Ethan Posick from uh, the Seattle Seahawks. He's got strength issues, as a lot of guys who fit in zone schemes do. Uh, 
He needs to really be in heavy formations that work as a team on the interior offensive line because if you ask him to go one-on-one against defensive linemen over and over again, it's going to be an issue because of those strength concerns. But he is an athletic guy. He is a guy who fits in a zone scheme, so he could be a good, cheap option as a depth piece on the interior offensive line. And the last guy I want to mention here is Austin Blythe, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. He fits his own scheme. That's the type of player he is. But he's an incredibly smart player. Really good with his pre-snap information. Really good with his pre-snap reads. He's always going to be in the right spot. He's always going to do the right thing based on the front that is presented to him. And having that much ability to win pre-snap allows him to deal with some of his deficiencies and talent, some of the strength, some of the movement stuff. He's kind of like a late-stage Peyton Manning. Uh, Not exactly, but you get what I'm saying, where he was able to win so much with his mind that it helped negate some of the physical disadvantages that he was experiencing. So maybe a guy like Austin Blythe could come in and make a lot of sense for the Titans from that realm. So looking at the options, I think... The Titans keep Taylor Lewan. I think they start uh, Dylan Raidens at right tackle. If they aren't comfortable with Raidens or they don't like where they're going to be able to get a tackle in the draft, then you go out, have a reunion with David Questenberry. Have a reunion with Dennis Kelly. Look at a guy like Cornelius Lucas. Look at a guy like Tom Compton as a depth piece who can challenge whoever the right tackle guy is, which is most likely going to be Dylan Raidens, but also provide you some good swing tackle depth if needed as a backup. On the interior, if the Titans let Ben Jones and Roger Saffold go, they're going to need to address the interior offensive line with a a decent option in free agency. A guy like Connor Williams at guard could make a lot of sense. A guy like Bruce Allen at center could make a lot of sense. And if the Titans simply look for a depth piece along the interior offensive line, Matt Paradis, uh, Ted Karras, Ethan Posick, Austin Blythe, all those guys make a lot of sense because their scheme, familiarity, and value in terms of contract as well. So that is... My preview of the the offensive line free agent market, that is the entire offensive side of the ball. If you missed me talk about the quarterback and running back market, you missed wide receivers, you missed tight ends, go back and check that out. But that's going to do it for me today. Go watch The Batman. It came out today. It's going to be one of the best movies of the entire year, maybe the best. Can't wait for it. You guys should go see it as well. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.